Hi, and welcome to the Bluff Church Podcast. Each week we bring you the Sunday message from the Bluff Church in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. If you like our podcast, we'd appreciate it if you take a moment and leave a review on your favorite listening platforms on iTunes or Google Play. Your review helps other listeners find our podcast. For more information about the Bluff, we invite you to visit our website at thebluff.church or our social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Just search for the Bluff Church. If you live in the Poplar Bluff area, we invite you to come be a part of the Bluff on any Sunday at 1027 a.m. in the ballroom of the Holiday Inn. Now here's this week's message. Good morning! Wow, isn't this beautiful June weather? This is crazy. This isn't June. I love it. I've just been a... Oh, I have some people shaking their heads. No, you disagree with me, I guess. But boy, I've just been loving it. I, last year, coming to Southeast Missouri, I just... Uh, June last year was horrible. I don't know if you remember it. It was just like a nightmare to go outside. I'd go outside and check the mail, and then I'd come in and take a shower. It was just, it was just rough. And this year, it's been great. I, I love June because it's usually camp season. All these campers are going places. The last couple weeks, I've been at a couple camps speaking, and this week, I'm going to another camp. I've got some campers with me today. They're looking forward to their first week of camp, and, and uh, I, I, camps have always meant a lot to me. There's a camp story I want to start with this morning. This is a story that I want to use as, as really my primary point today, if I will. It's, it, I've been to a lot of camps. I went to one in Louisiana once that had alligators swimming around the camp. It was like, are you kidding me? This is crazy. Went to one in New Mexico that was like, you couldn't go outside during the day. It was so hot. So all the kids are inside the whole time. I'm like, this is yeah, this is kind of weird. Been all these different kinds, conferences that are more like hotelish camps and stuff. But there's one camp I went to that, was, that had a unique game. It was a normal camp. It was a junior high camp. Had around, my guess is maybe 120, 150 junior hires. The dean of that week called in all the adults. And he said, tonight we're going to play a special game with all, the, with all of our campers. We're going to blindfold all the campers, and then we're going to send them out into the dark and tell them they have to go find heaven, and heaven's going to be located somewhere in the camp, and they're just going to be blindfolded trying to find it. So I need a few adults. Um, I need some that are going to be like angels in heaven that will celebrate when the kids find heaven. Uh, any, any, any takers for that? And a few people raised their hands. He went, okay, great, 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 great. And when they get to heaven, you're going to give them some more instructions. And he talked to them about that. And he said, okay, now I need, I need some, some prophets. I need some good prophets. Your job is to find a blindfolded kid, ask them if they'd like to be pointed towards heaven, aim them that direction, and let them go. It's like, oh, so some people raise their hands. And like, okay, okay, okay. Now I need some false prophets. Your job is to find campers that are blindfolded, ask them if they want to go to heaven, and then like aim them towards a tree. And let them go. Okay? So hands are going up. They're like, ooh, that sounds fun. I, I, I'm pondering that still going, is this legal? Can we do this? I don't know. By the time, and th- then they write enough names down. It's like, okay. And they said, now I need, 
I need some faculty members who are willing to be demons. And I went, ooh. <laughs> demon, I'm, I'll be a demon. He said, now, the demons, you're going to run out. You're going to scare the kids to death. Spin them around and then run away. He said, now, some of them may not want to be scared, so I'll give them a safe word. If they say the word depart, you have to leave them alone. Well, all these hands are up. They're like, oh, demon, demon. I'm going, oh, demon, demon. And he's like, okay, that's enough demons. So I'm like, oh, oh, man. And then he said, uh, don't worry, Darren. I have a different job I was thinking for you. I said, okay, okay. So that night, they get all the campers together. They take him to one end of the camp. They explain these rules. We're going to blindfold you. We're going to send you out. Your job is to go find heaven. It's located somewhere on the camp. Um, there's going to be prophets that are good prophets and bad prophets. I'll either be pointing you in a good direction or a bad direction. There will be some demons out there. So if you don't want a demon to scare you, just say the word depart. They'll leave you alone. And uh, when you get to heaven, you'll receive some farther instructions. When you heal the bell, the game's over. Like, okay, simple enough. So they start seeing that. Now, they don't just like unleash 150 kids. They like start sending a few at a time. So this boy, he takes off in the night. He's walking. He comes across the first person who happens to be a good prophet. He said, hey, do you want to go to heaven? Yeah, I do. Okay, okay, here, here you go. Okay, ready? Go that way. Like, okay. So he keeps walking. He's trying to get there. He comes to a false prophet. Hey, you want to get to heaven? Yeah, I do. Okay. Whoop, right back where you started. Whoop. They start this like assembly line going, you know. It's like, and, and then, then comes a cluster of girls, and all the girls seem to always stay together. They're like hanging on to each other, and they're going, depart, 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 depart. I mean, they're, they're like scared to death, you know, that some demon's going to come and like <laughs> destroy their lives, you know. And, and, and they're, they're sending them all these different places, and, and, and then you start getting some bold kids. And they're like, no, 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 no. I don't know if you, how do I know you're a good prophet? Oh, no, I am a good prophet. No, how do I know? I mean, I mean, oh, you, do you actually want me to go to heaven? Oh, yeah, I do. Okay, okay, okay. Here's a tree. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, you know what I mean? They're like sitting, some false prophet got an idea in his head. Kind of a clever idea, I think. He, he grabbed one of the blindfolded kids and he said, you made it to heaven. Sit down right here. And he walked away. Poor kid. He did this to like a couple kids. There's just kids sitting down in the camp. They're just sitting there waiting for their instructions, you know. <laughs> then the dean gave me my signal. Now, my job, I was supposed to be a blind guide. In my hand was my blindfold. I took my blindfold and I wrapped it around my eyes so that I could not see. And then like an idiot, I began to yell. I know the way to heaven! Follow me! And I just took off walking. I come across some campers. I'm like, hey, you guys want to go to heaven? They're like, yeah, okay, okay, grab hold, grab hold, follow me, I know where I'm going. I keep following. I come across a cluster of girls, they all scream, ah, and I follow me. Now, about this time, we release the demons. And all the demons go running around. They're like scaring kids to death. And then all the junior high boys are all clustered together going, depart, 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 depart. <laughs> I mean, the demons are coming, scaring everyone. It's starting to get intense. Everyone's trying to figure out where they're going. And I'm following. I don't know how many are behind me, but all of a sudden, I hit a picnic table. Oh! 
follow me, I know the way to heaven. I climbed over the picnic table. So all these campers are like, oh, what? What are we doing? Whoa, they're like, follow me, I know the way to heaven. I felt like I was like one of those uh, uh, clowns in a dunk tank, just yelling at everyone needlessly, you know. While all this is going on, there's one camper that was on the other end of the camp that had been sent there by some prophet. He's walking down this road. It's quiet. He's wondering, am I going too far? Is this right? And just then, out comes the angels. You did it! You made it to heaven! They take off his blindfold. And they said, you did it, you made it, you, you won. And they try to get him excited, okay? I won, I won, yeah, that's right. Now listen, here are your instructions. Go get your friends and bring them back here. It's like, okay. So he runs out and he looks out at dark chaos. Demons scaring campers. Some campers that are sitting on the ground thinking they made it to heaven. He sees campers arguing with good prophets and campers listening to false prophets. They go around and they start converting the camp. Like, no, 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 he's pointing you the wrong way. Come with me. I know how to get there. And they're, they're like leading people. They, they try to get an assembly line going, but it's not working. They're, they're getting kids saved. They're, they're taking off their blindfolds and more and more are coming to the Lord. It's, it's, like, it's like the perfect illustration, right? We've got illustrations for all week now, right? And everything's going on. Well, the campers, they come over to me. I'm blindfolded. I'm an adult. I, didn't, I wasn't expecting this. They, they thought I was playing the game with the campers. They didn't realize, <laughs> I'm trying to lead everyone astray. So they tried to convert me. They stopped me in my tracks, and they go, no, 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 you're going the wrong way. I said, no, no, I know the way to heaven. They're like, no, it's the, wrong, it's the other way. I said, no, I'm not listening to you. It's this way. They're like, no, 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 stop. Here. And they grab my hand. And they put my hand on their eyes. They said, see, my blindfold's off. I said, that means you must be a false prophet. They're like, no, no, we know the way. I said, no, you don't. Get out of my way. I'm going this way. They drug me to the ground. I am on the ground, and I'm being drugged back, and I finally get to my senses going, what, what is going on? I stop, and w- this, this physical altercation takes place. It starts getting heated. I can't see what I'm doing. I just know there's arms everywhere, and I'm going, no, no, I'm not, I'm not going to heaven. Like, yes, you are. And then the bell rang. I get up. I'm like, that got tense. Good grief. I take off my blindfold. And these junior hires were broken hearted. There was a junior high boy. I don't know if some of the, the physicalness brought out some emotions or what. But this one junior hire was standing there and he went, we knew how to get there. You, you, you should just listen to us. We, we made it to heaven. You could have won the game too. I'm like, Sorry sorry. 
I didn't explain to him, I'm not playing the game. That's the point. I'm, in the, I'm not, I didn't explain it. I just, I'm sorry. I thought, boy, wouldn't you love to be able to take that heart and place it in yourself? Wouldn't you love to take that and stick it in your church? where we want people to go to heaven so bad, I'll wrestle you to the ground and drag you there if that's what I've got to do. You want to go to hell? Well, you're going to have to get through me. I'm going to stand in the way. I want you to get there. No, I I want to bring you hope. And I want to take this, this, this experience, this one story that was kind of a fun game I played, and I just want to stick it here, and I want to read, I want to read what Jesus said to his followers. He preached a sermon called the Sermon on the Mount. And this is what he said. He looked out at his audience that had fishermen and tax collectors, just normal people, women and children. He looked out at them and he said, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in a house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. This powerful message that Jesus told his people, I want to take what he said, this title, you are the light of the world, and I want to stick it next to this this game that I played, and I want us to just consider what does it mean to be the light of the world? What does that mean? What does that mean to you? Jesus has a title for you, and that's what he called you. You're the light of the world. And as you consider it, I want to I just consider this then. I want you to consider just how dark this world is without your faithfulness. You take away your faithfulness. You rip it out. We, we take away the followers of Jesus Christ. Do you know how dark this world becomes? We're not one of many lights in this world We're the light. And people will come and they'll say, well, hey, does that mean like atheists can't be good people? Does that mean that there's no other good religion out there that aren't doing good things? I'm going, well, no, it doesn't mean that specifically, but yes, generally it does. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you know how dark this world is without the followers of Jesus Christ? It is so bleak. Why is it that every hospital has the word saint in front of it? Why is that? Because Christians led a charge. That's why. That's why every hospital has saint in front of it. Because we did something. It's the followers of Jesus Christ. What, why is it that all these nonprofits are led by Christians? Why is it that why is it that it's Christians? I literally know thousands of Christians that give huge amounts of their income to charitable organizations every year. 
devoting an extreme amount of their time because we are the light of the world. And we live in a dark, 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 bleak world. It's Father's Day. Do you know how many families don't have good fathers in their homes? There are some communities desperate for the church to come in and to shine light and hope. One of the statistics that breaks my heart is a statistic in the black community. 73% of all black children born last year were born out of wedlock. 73%. When is the church going to stand up and be the light for that community? When are we going to be a light for others and to shine in this world? I talked to a guy who is telling me his story once. He, he, he was left in Las Vegas by his stepdad who got tired of him and just drove away when he was 14 years old. 14, I went, oh, I don't know trials. This world just gets dark. He's telling me his story about his first job. He went and he finally found a job in a bar as a bouncer and he fought his way to a paycheck. I'm just hearing his story going, oh, our world is so dark. Do you know how dark it is without the church? We're needed. We're the light of the world. And this title, light of the world, it's a very important title. It was a title used in Jesus' day. He didn't invent it. He didn't come up and say, let's call people light of the world. It's a title that you used, but you didn't call the masses the light of the world. It was the greatest leaders of your time. It was your great rabbis, your powerful teachers, your examples that would, that would shepherd people and guide and lead spiritual souls. And you wouldn't call them the light of the world, but you could be the light of Jericho, or, or you could be a lamp in Jerusalem. Or you could be, and, and, and you'd give the person a name, like, like someone might be Billy, the light of Bethlehem, or, or whatever. And th- it was a title that you'd give great teachers. Jesus looked at his followers, and he went, you, my disciples, you are the light of the world. And he went on in the same message to go, your righteousness needs to surpass that of the Pharisees and the leaders of the law. Forget these other lights. Forget these other lamps. You're the light of the world. And if anyone's going to have hope, if anyone's going to have a direction to go, if anyone's going to have the message of Christ, it's got to be carried in by you. I want you to think of the game. Walking around blindfolded in the night. That is is our world and there are so many people who are blind and they're walking around and they're stumbling and they're tripping and they need christians to come in and to offer them true true hope i also want you to consider not just how dark the world is 
But I want you to consider this. Consider how bright is the light of your faithfulness. I don't know if as Christians, if we understand just just how much our faithfulness can truly make a difference. Your faithfulness can. Shine that light. Let it glow. We're the ones that are called by God to be light for the world. You go out and you have, seem like you have a big advantage now. Everyone's blindfolded, yours unblindfolded. Come over, you can convince anyone to follow you, right? Except it gets hard, it gets tricky. I'm sure a lot of the campers, in fact, as we told stories that week, I listened to some campers talk about how they came over to some campers who were sitting there thinking they made it to heaven, and they wouldn't listen. I made it here. I ain't going anywhere. No, no, no. Come with me. You got to go to heaven. It took some time and some convincing. But it's our job. It's what we have to do. You are the light of the world. And it is God's only plan to save the world. No one comes to Christ without another Christian. No one comes to Christ on their own. No one gets stranded on some island somewhere all by themselves away from everyone else and has this epiphany. Unless a Christian has already made an impact in their life, we need each other and the world needs our light. And we need to come in and we need to shine. And I want you to know something, that the light that he speaks into your life when he titles you is he calls you the light of the world. That's how bright you can shine. And so it's time as Christians for us to stand up and to go, I need to shine. I need to do something. And I need to quit sitting around. I need to quit being on the sidelines I need, to be, I need to be active, and I need to be working. Be one of those kids who would be willing to wrestle the wrong guy to the ground. Be that one. Because that, that is your calling as a follower of Jesus Christ. I also want you to consider this. I want you just to think about God's confidence in you. Consider God's confidence in your ability to shine. Too often, this is what Christians do. We go, yeah, I probably should do something. I probably should say something, but I don't know enough of the Bible. Anyone in here not know enough of the Bible? Anyone in here? Yeah. <laughs> now, honestly, has anyone ever used that as an excuse to not do anything? Like, yeah, I don't know enough. And yeah, they might start talking about carbon dating or something, and I'm not a scientist. So who knows, right? So I'm not going to go in. I'm not going to speak any truth in their life. I'm not going to try to shine. I'm not going to tell anyone what Christ has done in my life because I'm scared of what might happen. Have you ever just felt like you were too much of a sinner to shine for Christ? Or you went, I just made all these. Has anyone here made some really dumb mistakes that would probably seem like it should disqualify you from sharing the gospel? <laughs> And is there anyone here who's ever used that as an excuse? Yeah. And we come up with all these excuses, and yet here is God and Jesus. And Jesus looks out and goes, you know what? You're the light. Plan A. Plan B, there's none. You're it. 
You are it. The only plan. And I believe in you. You're the light of the world. Go and shine. That's it. And if you don't do it, no one will. Do I believe that you have the ability to rally together, to focus in, and to make a huge impact right here in Poplar Bluff, right here in Butler County? Can you cause a revival to break out? Yes, I believe that. Do I believe you have the ability, the, the drive, the energy, the ability to resist temptation and distraction and to stay focused in to be a light for all of Southeast Missouri? Yeah, I do. I believe that. Do I believe you could sweep the state? I don't know, but I know Jesus believes it. I don't know if I believe it, but I know Jesus believed it because he called his disciples the light of the world to be a light for your entire country, to be a light for the world. Where is your vision? It can be huge because Jesus's vision for the church is huge. You're the light of the world. And if there is hope, to be found, it will be found in the arms of Christians. There's a message of good news, a gospel for salvation. It will come from his followers. If there's saving to be done, because we brought the blood of Christ in and said he saved us first. Praise the Lord. I look at this powerful message that Jesus spoke on the hill, and I think of that, I think of the game I played. And I want, I want to be that junior hire that was brokenhearted. And I want that for you to be the light of the world. Let's pray right now. Lord, Lord, I pray right now. For our church. I pray that you would, would light a fire in our stomach, ignite our hearts, give us, give us true passion and vision to be the church. Lord, I pray right now that you would lead us. You would lead us to new people. Pray that this week you would bring someone in our lives that we can shine for. I pray that our righteousness would surpass that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law. Not for our glory, but for theirs. Lord, you did not turn us into light so that we can hide. We need to be seen, we need to be visible, we need to be on the move, and Lord, I pray that we would be. Lord, give me opportunity. Give me a voice box. Give me an opportunity to serve. Lord, I pray for my children and my wife. 
I pray for my friends, and Lord, I pray that we would seek you with all of our hearts, with all of our love. I love you, Lord, and it's in your son's name that we pray. Amen. We're going to have a time of response. I'd like to ask you today, if you would like to spend time just praying for the church. There's some big weeks coming up here, and so let's just pray that God would continue to lead. If you have a father here today and you had a father that was good to you, or if you had a father that wasn't, if he's here, would you just spend some time and show appreciation for what he's done for you and tell him thank you? Pray over him. I was truly blessed. I didn't have a father. I had a daddy. I had a daddy that tucked me in bed at night. And I had a daddy that hugged me and loved me. And I'm so grateful for him. Would you communicate that to him if he's here now? And let's all stand. And let's respond as the Spirit leads. I was lost.